episode 23 of the Energy Edge podcast. Hey everyone, this is Dr. Ann Vertel, and I had the pleasure of talking with Brian Paul Buckley recently on his Energy Edge podcast. And if you're not listening to that, you're losing out. It's one of my favorite podcasts. It will energize you throughout your day. You need to pop on over to iTunes and subscribe. The Energy Edge podcast with Brian Paul Buckley. Welcome to the Energy Edge podcast, where we believe if you desire to get the absolute most out of your work and life, then finding your energy edge is a must. The Energy Edge podcast will help you learn to leverage your everyday major activities into an energy advantage so you can work and live at an optimal level. So let's begin. Welcome to episode 23 of the Energy Edge podcast called 10 Simple Ways to Wreck a Good Night's Sleep. I'm your host, Brian Paul Buckley, and as always, my co-host, Trevia Sino. Hey, Trevia. How are you doing today, Brian? Well, I got my sleep, which is really, really good, <laughs> considering what we're going to talk about. But today, I know. I know. And you know what's ironic? I just have to interrupt real quick. Isn't it true that whatever topic we're going over in a podcast, it's like you can almost bet we're going to be challenged with it? I love it. <laughs> imagine, imagine how that works. And uh, well, you know, today's a big day. Do you know why? Yes, I do. We have a new podcast sponsor. Yes, the Energy Edge podcast is sponsored by 5MinuteEnergyKickstart.com. Three five-minute videos to help you kickstart the energy you need to be more productive, to feel more energized, and to do your best work. It Really, it's an, it's an excellent video series. And uh, to think that really it's free, I think that's pretty amazing. So you're saying it's worth every penny? Ha <sighs> ha. You're so funny, but seriously, everyone should absolutely check this out. There's so much value in three five-minute videos. They're, they're simple, they're clear, it's, they're great. So now today's episode is called 10 Simple Ways to Wreck a Good Night's Sleep. You know, and I have a doctorate in this topic and area of study in my life. And uh, I was an overachiever and uh, speak from too much experience in this episode, but sometimes that's the best way to talk about a topic, like you said, whether we are challenged by it or were challenged by it or currently. And as a result, you know, that sleep is the first major pillar in the energy cycle of rest stop for now. And ironically, Trila, you know, it's one of the things that we do every day more than about anything else except work. Yet, you know what? Yeah, most of us are horrible at it, right? You're exactly right. We suck at sleep. <laughs> and it is so funny listening to people and talking to them. And they don't think that they are, but they are absolutely horrible at sleep. So where are we headed today in this episode? Well, like we said, we're going to talk about 10 simple ways to wreck a good night's sleep. Um, and then in all of those 10 steps, we're going to tell you, or 10 ways that you wreck a good night's sleep, we're going to talk about how to start here, some very practical tips. So as we're listing some of these things, talking about them, and I think you'll relate to at least one or two of them, see where you fit into those by the time we get to the end. And sleep is kind of one of your favorite topics, isn't it? It is. It, actually, it is. It is one of my favorite talk, topics to talk about because if you know me, <laughs> you know, ain't nobody messing with my sleep. If you don't get enough sleep or you stay up later than you want or, sh you know, especially for me, if I stay up later it, and I, you know, 
for whatever reason can't get a good night's sleep, I find other ways to get it in, whether I take a nap, I sleep in a little bit later. Um, I'll even have that over my workout too, which is always a debatable topic, but, um, and, or I take a few more breaks throughout the day. So you're going to be listening to the 10 simple ways to wreck a good night's sleep. So listen, like I said, and count how many ways would be true for you. So let's start with number one way to wreck a good night's sleep. You know what? Just don't value sleep. Care less about sleep. And, you know, that means making sleep a necessary evil, Treva, you know, is doing it only when you absolutely have to. Um, just get it when you when you can get it. And, you know, the truth is, though, Tree, we need to make sleep more of a priority because most of us, we just don't value sleep. And it does wreck a good night's sleep. We're all over the place with our sleep. And high quality sleep, I mean, it fortifies your immune system, it balances your hormones, it boosts your metabolism, it increases your physical energy, it improves the function of your brain. Holy shut eye, Batman. That is an absolute <laughs> ton of benefits. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, though, sleep has to matter. And to most people, they wreck their sleep because it just is not a big deal to them. And therefore, it does not move their energy needle. And I mean, we can't fall for the lie that you can gain more time by stealing from sleep. Absolutely. And you know, and so just to interrupt real quick, it's interesting for me because I talk to obviously a lot of people about sleep in my practice and people typically don't value sleep. They think they do, but they don't. And so they'll be like, oh, I got a bad night's sleep last night and another one. It's not a big deal. I'll wait and sleep on the weekend, you know, sleep in whatever. So I hear it all the time. They don't value sleep. And to your point, being awake is catabolic, which means it breaks you down. And being asleep is anabolic, builds you up. And it heightens them in the growth and rejuvenation of our immune system, the skeletal muscular systems. And basically, sleep rebuilds you and keeps you youthful. And research has shown that just after 24 hours of sleep deprivation, Mm -hmm. there's an overall reduction of 6% in our glucose reaching the brain. Simple translation. (laughs) You get dumber. <laughs> and, and and energy. Yeah, that's all energy for your brain. And what happens as a result of that, Treva? Well, I, I think this is really when you are lacking glucose to the brain after 24 hours, You this starts to become reasons why you crave like candy and chips and donuts and starchy, sugary things. It's because you're tired. Your body's trying to compel you to get that glucose back to your brain as soon as possible. Yeah, and when you're sleep deprived, you're setting up what Stevens, uh, Sean Stevenson calls a steel cage mat between your willpower and your biology, and the deck is stacked against you. And I just I love that because we do we make poor decisions. It's when all of a sudden because our glucose is off, we start making dumb decisions, and especially late at night, and we're thinking, how did I make that decision? Then you know when you think about it the next morning. So, uh, Trevor, what's a start here? Right. So so. You think you need more time when you actually need more energy, and that starts with sleep. We talk about that all the time. If I'm rested, I'm more likely to make better eating choices, working out, and feeling better about my days. Just like I said, sometimes if I miss sleep, I end up missing my workout, which is just this, uh, you know, effect down the road and it messes up my whole day. So start by making it a priority and applying as many of these ideas. So number one is a way to wreck your sleep. A good night of sleep is don't value sleep. What is number two? Right. So we are calling this give me light and make me warm. So if you like light and you like to be warm at night, you can pretty much count on not a good night's sleep. After all, right? Light before bed and while I sleep doesn't matter. That's what I hear a lot too. Actually, 
no pun intended, you're in the dark on this one. <laughs> nice. Sleeping, yeah. Sleeping in complete darkness is so significant that nighttime light has been called light pollution, actually, and refers to any adverse effects of artificial light. One of the most devastating impacts of this light pollution is it affects on the production of what we, you know, melatonin. A lot of people have heard that. It's kind of a big thing right now. People are taking melatonin. So studies show that exposure to room light during sleep hours actually suppresses melatonin levels by more than 50%. That's wow. your night-night hormone. That's the one that's going to keep you asleep. And a Harvard Medical School study found that exposure to light at night throws the body's biological clock out completely. Yeah, and completely, again, it's not good. So the truth is we need a blackout to optimize our sleep. I mean, for me, I even like I on my – I have a little light that's on my cable box and I put something over it. I mean, I need complete darkness. It makes a big difference. So secondly, make me warm. Most people are completely unaware of our how our temperature affects our sleep too. I mean, it's just known that as it's cooler, you get a better night's sleep. So when it's time for your body to rest, there's an automatic drop in your core body temperature to help initiate sleep. If you pay attention to that, you can kind of tell. Like if you sit down, have you ever even just sat down to watch TV, sometimes you're like, wow, I'm cold, I need a blanket. Your body is already starting to slow its core temperature down to sleep. So if the temperature in your environment stays too high, then it can challenge your body to get into the ideal state for restful sleep. And I will tell you, it'll affect your hormone levels during the night too, So, which is not another sleep disruptor. So Studies show the optimal temperature range for sleep is between 60 and 68 degrees, believe it or not. 60 degrees. I'm always, it, you're better to be cold and put a blanket on than you are to have it at 75 or above and you're just sleeping with a sheet or throwing it off. So the truth is you need a much lower temperature in the house or at least your room that, you know, the temperature that you realize that works for you. So where are we going to start for these folks? Well, I think the first one is dressing, addressing the darkness, you know, so I think starting here is just dark the room out. I mean, that could go from the curtains, start with there, making sure that they're closed and no light is sneaking in or maybe changing your curtains to get them a little bit darker. Um, or maybe also just like to your point, Trevis, you know, covering up items that have a lot of light. Uh, for me, the first thing I did was cover up the alarm clock, um, you know, cracks in the doors, little things that, that affect the darkness. I'm doing that with my kids as well, making sure that uh, when they go to bed, they like the nightlight on, but I turn that off. And they don't know when the difference. Asleep. Exactly. Right. Make sure they grow up a great night of sleep. Um, especially with travel, I make sure of that as well. I'm a travel snob to make sure that yes. it's dark within the room. And then also yep. the temperature. You know, start slowly dropping the temperature in your house or your room at night. So if you're used to having 70 and above, start working your temperature down. Um, I was just recently in a hotel where I didn't pay attention to the temperature before I went to bed. And I woke up numerous times in the night because I was so warm and it was like 72. I sleep when it's 65. And, but I, I had to work my way down to get to that temperature in the house. And my wife usually ends up with another blanket on her side with that. And I'm just, I'm a pair of shorts and barely a sheet on 65. <laughs> but nonetheless, you know, it will make a dramatic difference. But if you don't, you will continue to wreck your sleep. So second was what? Give me light and make me warm way to wreck your sleep. And number three is what, Treva? Well, if you want to wreck your sleep, work from a screen or watch a screen right up to your bedtime. Okay. So let me, let me just jump onto this one because this one's me. It was me and <laughs> yes, I still definitely. I still fail at this one. So if you want to wreck it, make sure, make be on your computer. 
your phone or a tablet or watch TV, and then you're killing it with this one. I mean, literally killing your sleep with this one. And if you want extra points, do all of them at the same time, which is the ultimate of multitasking and uh, wrecking a good night of sleep. And it will guarantee to jack up your sleep. And why? Well, this is this artificial blue light that emits by these electronic screens, and it triggers your body to produce more daytime hormones and disorients your body's natural preparation for sleep. And you don't even realize that these blue waves affect your sleep, let alone how much it activates your mind. And this one change made a huge difference for me. It was tough, but it was worth it. So for example, if you don't notice the blue lights when you're up close to it in personal while you're watching something, but if you were to step away or let's say you come down and enter into a room, a room you will see that blue light just kind of protruding all the way through the room. Or if you drive by somebody's house and you see their TV on, you notice that. And uh, it definitely, definitely affects um, our sleep. Right. And so, you know, of course, I'm a stat and science junkie. So I just want to tell you one stat. Mariana Figuero, she's got a PhD of the Lighting Research Center at Rensselaer Polytech Institute in Troy, New York. That's a mouthful. Um, But her team showed that just two hours of computer screen time before bed was enough to significantly suppress people's nighttime, what we talked about, release of melatonin. So when your melatonin secretion is thrown off, it will intrinsically throw off your normal sleep time. Now, you may be sleeping a little bit, but you don't get into that deep REM sleep, which is what makes you feel rested. And continual use uh, led to chronic disruption of circadian rhythms, which is another big word that really means that you have patterns throughout your day. First thing in the morning, usually your hormones are up. At night, they start to slow down, and then your melatonin increases. So it's this rhythm that your body is in. And this could increase your odds of serious health issues. Well, and it's something that's a, a big factor, Treva. And, you know, for me, a couple quick fixes. I mean, just some start here's here. It's just you can download. So if you're an Apple person and you have an iPhone, it has what's called Night Shift on there. And with the recent updates, it's amazing that a you know multi-billion dollar company mm-hmm. is willing to put night shift on a device. That says so much of the effect of that and how it affects our sleep. Um, if you don't have an iPhone, you have the ability of downloading or even on a computer what's called Flux, F period L-U-X. And you could download a free software and it allows to take off that blue harshness. And you could even uh, monitor as far as how much of that yellow you want on there. And you'll notice it at first, but wow, man, it's the softness that it puts on your lights is a big, big deal. So another thing too, just to kind of prepare your body for sleep is just start unplugging incrementally by 15 minutes, then maybe 30 minutes, 45, and potentially even 60 minutes before you go to bed. But just even that 15 to 30 minutes will make a big difference on how much better you sleep at night. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I always in- encourage clients 45 minutes before you go to bed. Reading a book is different. Go ahead and read a book. But anything that's electronic, like you're talking about with those blue um, wavelengths, you need to take those out. So number four is take the cinema, the office, and the library into your bedroom. I think it's a great (laughs) idea if you want to wreck a good night of sleep. You know, having a TV in your room is ideal because then you can get interested in one of those shows, Treva, that you (laughs) absolutely have to watch. Right. That you only found when you were surfing the guide to find out that you absolutely needed to watch that. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you know, we get sucked into it. Next thing you know, we fall asleep with the TV on, which is, Ugh. you know, again, for extra bonus points and a guaranteed sleep wrecker. <laughs> and, you know, I, I, I am prey of this. My bedroom long time ago looked more like a combination of Best Buy and Barnes & Noble <laughs> than anything else. And the, But the truth is we need to reserve your bedroom for sleeping and sex only. 
Um, we'll leave it at that to keep our <laughs> non-explicit rating here. But, um, you know, it's very, very it's important. True. It really is. And uh, any thoughts on this one? Yeah, I mean, I love this. And I'll tell you, you know, I have talked about falling prey and we all fall off the wagon. You know, I have a TV in my bedroom right now, which I have always said I never wanted one. And so I've never done this really. But in this last week, I fell asleep with my TV on and I'm like, oh, this is what people do all the time. I felt like I woke up with a hangover. So yeah, I, I get it. I think it's really important to reserve, like you talked about, keeping your bedroom kind of as a little sanctuary for a good night's sleep, rest, and sex. I, th- I, I'm totally a proponent of that. So the start here may be obviously is, well, just start doing a little bit of cleaning in the room. So that may mean just taking out those specific items that are become distractions. If the TV's just too much, you know, take it out. Um, or if you have the ability of having some self-discipline on there, it may be a really, really good thing to be able to do that. So I don't think we need to start doing t- or suggest too much more on that one because right. I think it's pretty obvious what we need to do on wrecking ourselves and our sleep by taking the cinema um, office and library into your bedroom. Absolutely. Well, there's a fifth way if you want to wreck a really good night's sleep is sleep random amounts every single night, which I think most people are guilty of this. I would assume that all of you probably can realize you fit into this category. So make sure you're as inconsistent as possible. Six hours one night, eight hours one night, and maybe five hours the next. If you find yourself with two nights of inconsistency, Actually, this should scare you. The truth is you need to go to the old school on your bedtime. Old school, eh? Nice. <laughs> yes. So a renowned neurologist, and I'll even probably butcher his name, is Colreet Shadare, MD, says timing your sleep is like timing an investment in the stock market. It doesn't matter how much you invest. It matters when you invest. So in order for you to get your ideal hours of sleep, you need to get your body on a schedule to go to bed at a decent time um, as often as possible. When you line your body up with its natural secretions of hormones, your sleep benefits dramatically increase as well. So uh, money sleep is between 10 p.m. and 2 a.m., uh, so more, th- so the more you get rest during that window, serious, there's serious bonus points. So you actually feel more rested from sleep during that time. So this will allow your body's what we call, you know, talked about the circadian rhythm to get back on track. So according to the book, sleep smarter, which we love around 10 PM, your body goes through that transformation following the natural rise, which we talked about melatonin. And the purpose of this transformation is to increase your internal metabolic energy. So there's a lot of things that happen when you're sleeping. So repairing, strengthening, rejuvenating your body, digestion, there's lots of things that are like recalibrating in the middle of the night. If you're asleep, um, as normal during this phase, it's all, all as well. However, if you're up when 10 PM hits that, you know, that metabolic energy can be experienced as a second wind. So it ends up, you know, you get that like second wind where you're like, Oh, I'm not tired anymore. That's not a good place to be. So it's important to understand that your body's ability to repair itself. So removing free radicals and maximizing hormonal output is greatly inhibited when you allow yourself to stay up and move into that second wind. And Treva, Terry, when, you, when you worked with me, if I can interrupt real quick, when yeah. you worked with me, that was one of that was like the Mason Dixon line for me, um, because I got so much done between 10, 10 p.m. and midnight. My family went to bed, and but I was that was that second wind, and how hard it was for me to work to get to bed before ten p.m. But uh, what a difference that makes when I am in bed at nine thirty. Believe it or not. 
But uh, if I'm in bed at 9.30 or at least winding down, so I'm, I'm asleep by 10 o'clock. And I'm up early, but just that 10 o'clock money sleep time is just so good. And it is possible. And it is possible. And, you know, even Terry Crawley in her book, and we've had Terry as an interview, um, episode 006, her book, Sleeping Your Way to the Top, awesome book, highly recommend it, talks about a sleep window to go to bed. So instead of having necessarily a specific time that you absolutely have to, having a short window, maybe it's, you know, between 15 to 30 minutes that you are going to bed, but it's on a consistent basis and what a difference that makes. So um, what are a couple start here is, Treva? Yeah, well, um, I know, Brian, that was really hard for you. And it might take you a while to get to that point. When I work with clients, they are like, oh, I failed again. Oh, I didn't do it. I'm like, don't beat yourself up. This is probably one of the harder things to do besides cutting out sugar. So what I would do is just schedule it. Just start scheduling it. Don't feel like you failed at it, but just schedule it. Set a time or a short window and stick to it. Set an alarm for your bedtime just like you do when you get up. You know, these iPhones are fabulous for reminders. So set, you know, your alarm on your iPhone. Then begin increasing that time by 15 minutes until you feel rested. And that's a great tip and one that I used um, using the bedtime alarm, not just the wake-up alarm. And now my body, my circadian rhythm, my body clock is 10 p.m. sleep, 6 a.m. awake. It doesn't matter where I'm at, what's going on, what time I went to bed, what time zone I'm on. It's amazing how much of a change it could be. And this is from somebody who sucked and excelled (laughs) at all of these 10. Most of us are just plain tired. Our pace far outruns our energy, yet we just keep going. We quickly move from busy to beat down to burnout. And sometimes we pull this off by the end of the same day and it's Monday. What we need is a reminder that there's another way, a kickstart to get us thinking and to get us going in the right direction. 5MinuteEnergyKickstart.com offers three five-minute videos on topics of sleep, nutrition, and fitness movements, where a problem is discussed and two energy kickstart challenges are offered. Why? Well, because we all need a kickstart from time to time. The best part about it is the only thing will cost you is a few minutes of your time because the video series is absolutely free. So check out 5MinuteEnergyKickstart.com today. Number six is do whatever you feel like close to bedtime is another way to wreck your sleep. So that can mean, you know, eating late, uh, stadium lights on is even better. Um, if you can watch something, then plop into bed, you know, so your brain is active. And the reality, though, is that most of us simply don't make any correlation between our activity before we go to bed and then why we can't sleep. Imagine that. And I was so guilty of this one, you know, to take some of these other ones we've talked about, having the stadium lights on, you know, the TV on, the computer on, the phone on, all equaled to stimulus overload for me. And then I wondered why I couldn't fall asleep when I laid into bed. Thank you, Captain Obvious. Mm-hmm. But what is the truth, Treva? Well, the truth is we need an evening bedtime routine to prepare our bodies for sleep. And I'll say this to you, too. Uh, some of you guys aren't going to like me to sit here to hear this, but... Sometimes people think they need to get their workout in whenever, and some people will actually do it like 10, 11 o'clock at night. I'm telling you, maybe once or twice as an occasional thing, but when you do that over a period of time, it really messes with your circadian rhythm. So pick a bedtime routine that you're starting to decrease you know, all of your activities. So once you know your ideal bedtime, you can back up what's required in your evening. So the idea is setting a routine that will allow your body and your mind right, to transition to sleep. But most of us 
just stop working to turn off the TV, fall into bed and wonder why we're not sleeping with our minds still racing. So choose to do something, really anything, but watch a screen. Your body and mind can be trained. It really can. And it needs to have consistency to prepare for its recharge and repair time. And then those are good, good suggestions and ones that, uh, you know, I worked on hard once we decided, okay, what time we need to be in bed. So we wanted to be asleep by 10 o'clock and we started backing it off. So that meant by 930, we wanted to be able to read, you know, at least 30 minutes of non, me, my wife and myself, of mm-hmm. non-TV time. So then we would read for a few minutes with there, which meant that we, if we wanted to watch a show or whatever, a lot of times my wife likes to watch a show or something together. So we'll do that. So we had to back that off. And what time we need to have the kids in bed, that whole deal. And but then even with that of when do the lights start going down, when do we change the temperature in the house? Um, when do we stop drinking water or any beverages, you know, just to start slowing the body down. And it's amazing just those routines, planning for tomorrow, turning the lights down, getting things mm-hmm. ready for tomorrow, getting things out, brushing your teeth. That routine can make a huge, huge difference in stopping wrecking your sleep with just randomness for the night. So what's number seven, Treva? Number seven is actually my favorite. So if you want to wreck a good night's sleep, have caffeine whenever you want since it doesn't affect your sleep. So I actually challenge you out there to do this. So if you think that doesn't affect your sleep and you have a Fitbit or any one of those watches, drink a cup of coffee like you typically do and then put your Fitbit on and see what happens as far as deep sleep. So most people actually do believe that caffeine consumption even late in the day or before bed doesn't affect their sleep. So one reason is because they drink caffeine all the time, all day long. And another reason is they don't know what sleep is like without caffeine in their system. It's a tough one. I mean, that one, again, without, aside from sugar for me, way back when, caffeine was a big one for me. So listen to this, though. A study in the Journal of Clinical Sleep Medicine by Dr. Drake says drinking a big cup of coffee on the way home from work can lead to negative effects on your sleep, just as if someone were to consume caffeine closer to bed. The study gave participants caffeine at three different times, immediately before bed, three hours before bed, and six hours before bed. And you know what the results all showed? All showed measurable disruptions (laughs) in their sleep. Imagine that. That blew me away when I read that. Mm -hmm. And the truth is many of us really need to check into caffeine rehab. I think we all can, I think a lot of people can relate to that. The primary effects that caffeine has on sleep are to lengthen the time it takes to fall asleep and decrease the total amount of sleep obtained. Not cool. So most people are simply not aware of its effects because they're drinking caffeine almost all of the time. Not just coffee. We're talking caffeine and other beverages too. So check into caffeine rehab and see the difference for yourself and what it'll make with your sleep. So what are some start here's for us caffeine addicts out there? I I think we have a caffeine curfew. So back off from wherever we are at. So if we're having it right before bed, stop. You know, if it's one of those we're having it at dinner and then trying to back away. So maybe it's just a matter right before bed, three hours before bed, six hours before bed, and just allow that to start getting out of your system and uh, stopping the negative results. So what's number eight, Treva? Well, I like this. I'm going to say it and then I'm going to hand it over to you because I think this was another one of the things that we worked on for you for sleep. And this is if you want to wreck a good night's sleep, have a nightcap or, you know, or two or three before you go to bed, right? Yep. My motto before was nothing beats a little sauce close to bedtime. And um, I think we all know what sauce I'm talking about. Now, after all, I mean, it usually knocks me right out. So it has to be good for my sleep, right? 
And I think it's just more habitual to get used to that. And, you know, sleepy, sometimes wine makes people sleepy. But the truth is alcohol may make you sleepy and knock you out quickly, but the quality of your sleep is dramatically affected. And you won't fall into deeper, more consistent levels of, of REM sleep and your brain you know, it just won't fully rejuvenate like it's supposed to. And this is why people generally wake up and they don't feel that good when they've had this alcohol-laced sleep. You know, quality of overall sleep is more important than falling asleep quickly or that one more drink mindset. And, you know, it's one thing being at home and having that routine. It's hard, hard, hard if you are a business traveler and you're with clients, you're at a dinner, you're by yourself or whatever to make this change. Any thoughts, comments, Snyder marks on this one, Trevis? Since you to right. on this one? So let me give you some start here. Just like we are with everything, it's like one thing at a time. Just pick one thing at a time. Make small changes that make lasting effects instead of all or nothing. So start with limiting limiting or eliminating alcohol just after dinner. You know, I'm all for a glass of wine or two with dinner, but then step away from the bottle. Um, be aware that the truth is that alcohol does play a role in your actual rest. So three hours before bed is a good rule. Another, another good rule is one glass of water with one alcoholic drink. So, um, I've always, I've said this before in our podcast, I, I have one hand with water and one hand with my drink so that I'm hydrated. Yeah, and you get that tip in episode 019, The Water Down Truth About Hydration. I thought it was a great, great tip. So last two, number nine is move as little as possible throughout the day. So you know, sit, 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 <laughs> get up late so you don't work out. Um, you know, sit in your commute um, during your lunch at your desk all day on your commute home um, dinner. Make sure you're sitting down and definitely in front of the TV. And I think you're going to guarantee a great night of wrecking your sleep. <laughs> but the truth is there's a direct correlation between being active and our sleep, sleeping quickly and soundly. And the result of it, you just got to move, man. You know, I mean, the more you move, the more your body wants and needs restorative sleep. Um, Trevor, why don't you tell me about the study that we found in the Journal of, of Clinical Sleep Medicine? Oh, yeah, I love that. They found that patients with primary insomnia had a massive improvement in sleep quality when they added a consistent exercise regimen, right? So here's the results. A 55% improvement in sleep onset so they fall asleep faster, okay? And then a 30% decrease in the total wake time during the test, an 18% increase in total sleep during the test, and a 13% increase in sleep efficiency, so improve the quality of their sleep. And that was all from that, from just mm -hmm. exercising. I mean, yeah. no sleeping pills, alcohol, rubbing a magic sleep <laughs> lamp, that, uh, but exercise. I think that's amazing. Yeah. So, you know, if you work out, this is go time for your body to repair itself and transform it the way you want to, but even more walking and movement will also help. So we just want you to get your body moving. You know, and earlier, the better for the workouts. You mentioned yep. that, Treva, you know, movement and exercise is still king for a killer night of sleep. You're going to fall asleep faster and improve the quality of your sleep. And then the more you up your game on your move, and we'll have a future episode that's going to be talking about increase M4X. And that's actually a video that's um, part of the 5MinuteEnergyKickstart.com video number three that talks about um, increasing your movements on that, which obviously will help your sleep. So where do we start? Yeah. So again, we're going to give you small steps. Uh, one thing, you know, a few things at a time, start by doing whatever you can to add more movement into your day, whatever that is, wherever you're at in your exercise routine. So stand up when you can park further away, take the stairs, 
add push-ups or jumping jacks during the day when you're sitting at your desk. You can get up anything. So ideally, it's a balance between cardio and strength training, and your sleep will dramatically improve. Small baby steps. And number 10, lastly, is to wreck a good night of sleep. Use your bedroom for everything else but sleep. So this is cluttering it up. You know, this is having clothes hanging on the treadmill, laundry baskets out, making it just to be another room, another office, another living room with a TV, and doing everything you can to make that environment not inducive for sleep. And to quote uh, Sean Stevenson again from Sleep Smarter, the environment you create in your bedroom and the things you do in your bedroom can have a significant impact on the quality of sleep you get. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm so about this. My bedroom, even if my kitchen is dirty, my bedroom is absolutely clean. My bed is made. My clothes are hung up. There's something about that. And I think people downplay that a lot, but there is something about it. When you walk into your bedroom, parts of your brain might light up expecting to watch TV, break out a lap, laptop, knock out some emails, get a quick glass hit on social media, all of that. But if you simplify your bedroom, it makes a big difference. You know, and if you're still wanting to wreck a good night of sleep, another really good suggestion is, you know, to have have sheets that are a little bit crusty, you know, and smell like you. I think that's always a good <laughs> sign to make sure that it helps you sleep right there. They come off oh, with I you. Love it. Um, but that may just be a, um, well, it could be a bachelor thing. It could also be a, um, with your spouse and just being lazy and, but nonetheless, you know, you could take, you can take it a step further. You know, I found that having a mattress that is older than most of your kids um, mm-hmm. or one that actually forms around your body years ago and uh, still <laughs> still true. holds that current shape and that <laughs> and that will definitely wreck it but the truth is Trevor, i mean we do need to create a sleep palace that is inviting for us and that is going to be like you mentioned you know having the room that's picked up it's clean it's having a bed that's either made um or the sheets are even changed more often that's a simple tip that we could do or yep. it could simply be you know getting a new mattress we did that about a year ago what a difference that makes absolutely I love it. I think it's great. Start simple. Removing the clutter, I think, is the first place to start. And so you want to you want to make other it suggestions, a and we both want to talk at the same time. So please go first. <laughs> no, go ahead. <laughs> I mean, there's other suggestions. We're going to dive into it in another episode, but getting into as far as a whole bunch of other ideas as far as problems of sleep that we're going to address later. But just start simple right now, and do the things that we can do right now within these ten things to go. Man, I am sucking at sleep, and I can make some changes now. Right. So give us a couple what nows. We've talked about a lot of different things. It can be a little overwhelming. Where can they start? Give us a couple practical tips. Well, choose one of the 10 to change tonight. And chances are one, at least one of those was blaringly obvious and stood out to you big time. Just change it tonight. Try to tweak it and see what will happen. I think number two is as we listen to these, Treva, you know, our, our awareness may have been heightened. We may not realize that we're doing some of these other ones. So take note and change thy ways. So all of a sudden realizing, oh man, I listened to that on the podcast. That is something that I do often. So this is our rate and review shout out. We love this time. We want to honor people that have gone in, made some comments, give them a shout out. Today is to Lily Santabria entitled. I love this because I get to do this. So Brian doesn't toot his own horn. I'm going to toot his horn for him. It says Brian is the real deal. I had the honor of having Brian on Master Leadership Podcast and he rocked it. Energy sustainability is key and he delivers. Go Brian exclamation point. So thank you, Lily. And I encourage you to check out her master leadership podcast. Next episode preview an interview with author and speaker, Carrie Oberbrunner. Here's a clip. Look, I like to be around victors. Victors are people who put their oar in the water and move forward. 
ownership, accountability, and responsibility, OAR. Victims are people who lie in bed, blame excuses, and denial. And I purposely do not hang with drama queens, drama kings. We want to thank you for making it to this point in the podcast. If you found this episode of the podcast of value, we encourage you to subscribe if you haven't just yet. Share with somebody else and consider leaving a rating review on iTunes to help others discover this podcast. As always, we're going to try and do better next time. Go and get your energy edge on by a great night of sleep. <laughs>